Megan, I have been using our sponsor Element, that's L-M-N-T, to boost my hydration for over a month now, and I'm really loving it. I'm just not very good at drinking plain water, and I love the taste when I pop one of these little packets, I like orange or grapefruit, into a big bottle of water. It's kind of fruity and salty, and it just helps me hydrate better overall. Element is a zero-sugar electrolyte drink mix born from the growing body of research that shows the best health outcomes occur with higher sodium levels. Each little pack delivers a significant dose of electrolytes, but minus sugar, artificial colors, and other iffy ingredients. Element's flavors are so unique, like fruity watermelon salt and spicy sweet mango chili. And we're going to set our listeners up with a variety pack so you can find your favorite. Right. You can receive a free Element sample pack containing eight flavors with any drink mix purchase when you purchase through our custom link, drinkelement.com slash momhour. That's D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T slash momhour. This offer is available exclusively through our partnership and is available for both new and returning customers. And if you're an Element Insider, you'll have first access to Element Sparkling, a bold can of sparkling electrolyte water. Again, it's drinklmnt.com slash momhour. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey everyone, and welcome to another More Than Mom edition of the Mom Hour. I am Megan Francis, here as always with Sarah Powers. What's up, Sarah? Hey Megan, happy fall. Fall is definitely in the air. Actually, fall is here, right? Yes, yesterday okay. was the it done official. Happened. I mean, I don't know them, like, I don't know who all follows the meteorological start of fall, but it was yesterday for those of you following along at home. Okay. All right. So fall, fall, fall done happened. Yep. And we are in it. And so we're just going to have a fun day today riffing on, I don't know, like what we love about fall. If you got, if you're a regular listener, um, you probably know that we do these episodes. <clears throat> the word sporadically is not correct. Like twice a month. Like twice a month. So, you know, um, a little less frequently than our Tuesday episodes, which are more tippy and advice and that kind of thing. But these are just a fun way for us to kind of riff about stuff that's on our mind or going on in our lives. So yeah. excited to talk about fall. Exactly. Megan, the end of the school year and kickoff to summer is a busy time of the year for families, but we can all eat stress-free and hit our wellness goals with ready-to-eat meals from our sponsor, Factor. Factor's delicious meals are never frozen and can be ready to eat in just two minutes. You can pick from a weekly menu of 35 options, including popular choices like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Plus, they have more than 60 add-ons like breakfast, lunch, snacks, and beverages to keep you fueled all day long. So our team was comparing notes recently on our favorite factor meals, and Katie loved the herb-crusted chicken with mashed cauliflower and toasted almond green beans. I loved that one, too. And get this, so did her little boy, Charlie. She heated it up for lunch one day, and Charlie, who's three, ate almost all of the green beans. I mean, that's quite an endorsement, right? I was going to say, what a parenting win. <laughs> and I get it, Charlie. Those green beans are crazy good. And if you really want to treat yourself, they even have meals with filet mignon, shrimp, truffle butter, broccolini, and asparagus. Listeners, head to factormeals.com slash momhour50 and use code momhour50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code MOMHOUR5050 at factormeals.com slash MOMHOUR50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Okay, Megan. Well, over here at the Mom Hour, we are big fans of our sponsor, Our Place. In fact, you, me, and our team member, Katie, were all comparing notes on our favorite product, Katie was telling us that even though she's packing up to move her family to a new house, she cannot put that mini perfect pot from our place into the boxes yet because she's using it like every night. Well, as someone who also has a perfect pot, I got mine as part of their mini home cook duo set. I get it. It's nonstick, which is key, but it also has all these handy features like a steam release lid with a built in strainer and this nice beechwood spoon that nests on the handle in this perfect little peg. Okay, well, I didn't get this pot, but now I want it. That sounds so great. Our Place's cookware is great to cook with, beautiful to look at, and healthier for us as well. 
All of our place's products are made without PFAS, also known as forever chemicals. In addition to their cookware and tableware, our place is also making waves with their Wonder Oven, the most stylish all-in-one air fryer and toaster oven. Again, free from the forever chemicals found in many of those air fryers. Listeners, Our Place offers a 100-day trial with free shipping and returns, and we've got a great deal for you. Go to fromourplace.com and enter the code MOMHOUR at checkout to receive 10% off site-wide. That's fromourplace.com, code MOMHOUR. All right, well, I guess I'm driving the bus, aren't I? Yeah, you are. You know it. Okay. I just have like eight questions, Okay, and we can both riff on them. All right. Okay. Um, and I'm going to start with this one. So first of all, I think I know the answer because we've already said fall 17 times. But for you, Sarah, is it fall or is it autumn or do you switch back and forth? It's definitely fall. I love the, I mean, I love the idea of autumn. Like autumnal is a wonderful word, but I just I never say autumn. I can't think of. I know a couple of girls named autumn. I cannot think of a time where I would use the word autumn in a sentence. It's definitely that's kind of. Yeah. So this is what I think. I love the panache of the word autumn. Right. It like it has a lot of it, it's an important word. And I feel like if I were writing an essay or something, I might say autumn or autumnal or autumnal. But yeah, like I'm never like, hey, kids, autumn is in the air. So anyway, I figured we were on the same page there, but I just thought I would ask. Yeah, I'm even okay. looking at it in our outline. And it's one of those words that like if you look at it long enough, it just <laughs> it looks really weird. Autumn doesn't. Like, yeah, it, it's a yes. lot of the same shaped letters and. Anyway. And it's like, mm, mm. yeah, yeah, but it no. starts to like, if you just said it over and over again, it wouldn't make sense. Not in my everyday vernacular. Okay. So you have lived in three wildly, uh, I guess, varying climates. Yeah. Um, so I want Sarah for you to describe the experience of fall in California versus fall in Arizona versus fall in Chicago, where you went to college. Mm-hmm. And then I can kind of riff on my experience. Yeah. With- the Midwest as well. Yeah. So if you if you happen to be new around here, I grew up in Santa Barbara, which is kind of Southern California. It's a it's coastal. So it's pretty cool, pretty very moderate. And then I went to college in Chicago. As you said, Megan, I was there for a total of seven years. And then I was in Scottsdale, Arizona for a decade. And now I live in Orange County back in California. Very similar weather to what I grew up with. We're just about four miles inland, so just a teeny bit warmer because we're not right on the beach the way Santa Barbara is, but otherwise the same. So I've kind of come full circle. Um, so I think for a Southern California fall, we re- <laughs> what we really get usually is an Indian summer. So our weather is weird in this part of California where our June and July can be very cool and we have that marine layer, the June gloom. It's foggy. It's overcast. So we don't really get hot until like August and August can be very warm. And then usually September and October are even hotter than the rest of the summer was. And it can be kind of a bummer because the kids are in school. There's some upsides. So you don't get the crisp, cool fall weather, but you do get the tourists have all gone home and it's fantastic beach weather. The mornings and the evenings are still nice and cool, like 60s. So it's not round the clock hot the way Arizona is. Um, But if you're eager for cooling temperatures and like sweaters and stuff, you're not going to get it in September and October in this, these parts of California. And I've kind of always been okay with that. Um, Arizona, I guess I'm, I'm talking specifically weather. You can interrupt me and we can talk more like life fall stuff, but just weather wise, Arizona in the fall is miserable, 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 because it has been over a hundred degrees since April is when it starts to be a hundred degrees. So April, May, June, July, August, that's five. You're like in your sixth month of triple digits and it does not come down until about Halloween. I mean, you might start having like highs in the nineties instead of the hundreds, but at that point you're so sad and you know, it's (laughs) well-documented how like bitter everyone is because I feel very different being in Southern California. Cause like I said, the first half of our summer is pretty cool. And our whole year is so moderate that you just can't be that angry. Like it might be 90 in September or even October here, but like, it's just not as maddening as fall in Arizona. No, like it's 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 kind of like here. I'm I'm gonna imagine like the first month of winter, everyone's actually kind of like right. cool with it, yes. and then it's by like the fifth month of winter yes. that everyone's I, just like walking around with that dead look in the eyes. I always yeah. it, I always compared like October in Arizona to like April in yes. the Midwest. It's very similar. You just are done. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, Chicago, I growing up, I just had this romanticized idea of falling leaves and like chunky sweaters. And like it was all from books and movies for me because I was a yeah. California kid. And then I got to go live it. 
So I loved fall in Chicago. I mean, I was at Northwestern. The leaves were beautiful. I will say I've never had like a true like where you go for a drive like in the country and you like really look at the leaves like Brian grew up in Connecticut, my husband. And so that's like leaf peeping territory where you can just go for endless drives. I mean, I was in Evanston and in Chicago, so I was in a more urban area. But there's nothing like that weather, you know, like the Mm -hmm. the first nights that are cold and then the days that are still kind of warm. So I loved it. To me, it was like storybook fairy tale. I don't know. Yeah, I um, I'm just thinking like. I, you know, right where I am right now, I'm so close to Chicago that we have basically the same weather. Right. Um, although we get weirdly different versions of the same weather. Mm-hmm. So like there was a winter here where we got like all of the snow and Chicago just had this bitter cold temperatures and wind, but right. never really got a lot of snow. So sometimes it can kind of that lake, I don't that know, pesky it, lake in the middle. Right. Exactly. Things do change a lot. But like overall, the temps yeah. are about the same, um, et cetera. And there is really something very special about this time of year. Here it can also be a wildly varying. Um, yeah. When I lived in, and you you were only here for how many years? And four? Were you seven, here? seven, uh, six or seven? But because I stayed okay. after for a couple of years. Oh, that's right. Okay, so you were here for a bit. So you probably experienced some different. Like you have one year maybe where it's Halloween and you're out walking and it's sixty degrees and beautiful mm-hmm. and there's crunchy leaves everywhere and it's awesome. And then the next year it's sleeting and it's six. Like I had a couple uh, Halloweens in a row where Jenna and I would take the kids out and just like run up and down the street. And get to as many houses as we could and get back because it was it, so we cold. were like being was so cold and we were being and everyone's in like these little thin costumes. Mm-hmm. It's no fun to wear your costume if you have to wear like a parka over it. And right. so and it was kind of like even the kids weren't into it. They were right. like, yeah, a block is enough. And we would just and then no one comes to the door. So you just right. eat all your own candy. So very <laughs> different kind of experiences. And that also affects like I was a cheerleader in high school. Uh-huh. And I remember days sitting out on the track for a football game in my little short skirt being super comfortable and then times when I'm out there freezing. So it's kind of all over the place. Um, And when I grew up in upper Michigan, it was often very cold by October. So like September would be really nice, but you know, this is about seven or eight hours North of here and October was a cold month. So it's really kind of just everywhere. And that's a really good point. Like we're talking about a season that is three months long, really. So early fall, wherever you are is going to be way different. Like, you know, we're recording this in the second half of September, you know, but we've got a couple more months where by early November, it's not winter yet, but it is late fall. Like there's a big difference in both of our climates, really in the temperatures coming down. Um, Okay. I know you're driving the bus, but I had a question because I feel like I talked too much about weather. I have a couple like, like memories of fall growing up that have nothing to do with the weather. And I'm curious if you have similar because you are also a performer and that is fall is obviously back to school. You're back to school. You're back in routine. But for me, because I was a dancer and I also sang in choir, it was also like pre Christmas in a very weird way because we would start singing holiday music right as soon as school started in choir. And we would start rehearsing for our Christmas dance performance as soon as we all got back. So there was something, um, it always like it felt weird because, of course, it wasn't the Christmas season and I wasn't listening to Christmas music outside of the choir room. But there was something about like this um, kind of slow procession toward the holidays that I really mm-hmm. liked. I mean, the weather wasn't cool, but we were back in school and we were sort of like everything was starting to point toward year's end. And even though it was two or three months away. So I don't know if you have performance memories like that, but my whole high school was very much like if I went in school, I was singing carols and after school I was dancing Christmas stuff. Like that from September actually, on. I had kind of forgotten about that, but that's totally true. Um, last year I was in a Christmas play and we were definitely rehearsing by, oh gosh, well, we would have been rehearsing by October at the latest. Yeah. Um, so that definitely. And I remember in high school, same thing. Um, all the choir concerts, you start learning all that music yeah. right away. Now, Sarah, we start planning our holiday content in yes. like October. Yeah. So kind of similar, you know, like, yeah, I don't have decorations up at home, but I'm still the holidays are on my mind and I know they're just right around the corner. Well, and, and that's, that's one. Go ahead. No, I was going to say that's something I enjoy about fall because yeah. I liked I like to plan. I will say and you and I have done many Christmas episodes and holiday episodes. The downside of that is it can sort of feel like it's over before it gets here when you yeah. have to be it's in a this, little anticlimactic. Yeah, because as as content creators, we're planning content months ahead. I'm just a planner anyway, so I'm thinking about it months ahead. But I do like that fall is this kind of like very gradual nesting toward a super nesty time. And it, it just kind of happens gradually because in September, you're just getting back into back to school routines. You're not like 
actively thinking about Christmas, but then it, it all happens pretty quickly, you know, Halloween and yeah. Thanksgiving. And so I like that about fall. And it's, it's something I remember fondly without having any ties to the weather since I didn't really grow up with the fall weather. I was going to say, I feel like um, September is one of those months and there's a, ha- there's a handful of these months through the year that like the beginning of the month and the end of the month are so totally different. Yeah. Like, the beginning of September, I'm still in summer mode. My kids are just getting back to school if they've even started yet. Like, yeah. And but the end of September, it's like we're in a completely different place. Yeah. Like completely the, the different. The train is so. on. The, it's a it's a good yes. feeling, I think. It like, is. I like it. I like it, too. The train is on um, the tracks and moving. It's on the tracks. It's ch- 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 chugging. Um, OK, so I had another question that was further down, but it, it kind of relates to what we're talking about. So describe your fall wardrobe where you are versus maybe Chicago. And I could talk about Michigan is. Is your fall wardrobe in California just exactly like it would be in the summer because yeah. you're not changing anything? Well, let's talk yeah. like I'll talk I'll talk briefly early fall versus late fall because it does change quite a bit. So daytime we're like short sleeves and tank tops and I, I don't like wearing shorts, but some days you really even want to wear shorts. It can be that warm. It's been in the 80s. It's been in the low 80s lately. And it, that's actually pretty good for us. It can be even worse in September. Yeah. Um. But by mid to late October, um, and our mornings are always cool. So Southern California, it's always a, a light layer in the morning that then you can shed. Although I will say I have not sent my kids to school in anything other than short sleeves yet, um, because it's just even if it's slightly cool in the morning, they're just going to yeah. lose it and they don't need it. So we're not even to we're not even to light sweater weather yet. I saw you put Uggs in the outline like n- no Uggs, not necessary until unless you were sitting outside like at a bonfire on the beach or right, something okay. for quite a while till I, I'm going to say early November. But that's still fall. So by yeah. late fall, I like jeans, maybe Uggs in the morning. Um, and I'm loving like long cardigans. I think we've talked about that before, like long open cardigans over just a regular short sleeve shirt or something because I think it's a fun look and it's like wearing mm-hmm. it's like wearing a house coat or a bathrobe out in the yeah. world. So I have a couple that I really like and that's as much as we're going to need until after Christmas, really. So it's it's almost like in California, your fall wardrobe, like your Megan's fall wardrobe is really my winter wardrobe. It's kind of how it yeah. works. And I don't really get to kick in. And that's hard, like especially going back to the Arizona days. It's hard when you look at the Pinterest and the magazines because you're just kind of eager for that and Mm -hmm. like Californians all do the same thing where like there'll be just a little hint of chill in the air and we'll like put on our sweaters and then you're always sweating like they're really not necessary but we get excited so so I was and just like we were saying like there's certain months that go like that are very different at the end than at the beginning I also think there's certain times of year where I obsess about the weather and this is one of them the other would be April yeah it's like April and and September and so like Clara comes to me every morning dressed for school now, they don't have air conditioning in her school and oh, she's on the God. second floor. So it's like kind of unbearable for like three weeks. Yeah. And so she'll come to me and be like, like, you can see the stress on her face. Like, yeah. what do I is it nice out today? What do I wear? And I'm like, well, if you walked outside right now, I bet you it's chilly. But within an hour, you're going to be hot. Yeah. So what do you want to wear? So it's layers like she yeah. always has to have a hoodie or something on. But then she'll wear shorts because yeah. within you know a couple of hours or even on the playground right now, it's probably 80 degrees out yeah. right now. So um. Yeah. So it, the weather is kind of all over the place. And I think for me, like right now I'm doing a lot of short sleeve tops and leggings because mm-hmm. they cover, but I like, I have a lot of, you know how I am into leggings. I have a lot of the leggings that have like the, the mesh bottoms, mm-hmm. which keeps my legs from getting too hot. Um, and that'll change pretty quick. Like it'll happen so fast. I'll go from one week being in short sleeves and leggings all the time to suddenly and, and sandals or mm-hmm. slip-ons to suddenly needing boots and warm sweater and then yeah. suddenly needing a coat. It always amazes me how quickly yeah. that and, happens. And that will happen for us. It just tends to happen, I would say, like right before Christmas, like like yeah. early to mid-December. Um, and until then, I can be flip-flops and flats. And I, I'll, I'll wear long pants, but, right. you know, I don't need coverage. I don't need warmth. Right. All right. Well, let's, here's another topic All right. that I just slipped in there. Wasn't yeah, you did. You snuck before. it in. Well, what uh, like what do you guys do for fun in the fall? Do you are you football family? Or yeah. Are you? We yeah. are we are a football family, and Brian loves to cook, as you know. So he associates football with cooking football food, and it's so funny. Yeah. I tease him because he well, often, what's Brian's version of football food? He's a very healthy eater. He's a very healthy eater, but he also likes to try new things. So he'll break his health rules. He loves to make wings from scratch, so he'll experiment with wing sauce. So football food for him would be like 
making guacamole from scratch and putting out chips and like wings and wing sauce from scratch. He's always he's into making hot sauce. I don't know if I've told you this, but he is he is making his own hot sauces right now and bottling them like he's just that's funny. Whole, yeah. So um, we do have football on. We like college football. Northwestern it never fails to like get hopes up and then disappoint. Like they're just good enough to hang with the yeah. Big Ten and also just generally disappointing. Um, and then we're Bears fans <laughs> from our Chicago days. And so we always have we play fantasy football. In fact, the kids get in on fantasy football. We have a league with my family. So we were, are like culturally a football family. I'm not like a diehard. Like I don't need to sit and watch games, but it's definitely something that is part of fall and the kids get into it. And, you know, we have food and our neighbors across the street are Packer fans and from Wisconsin and we're Bears fans. And so like there's lots of just football fun, fun football culture going on this time of year. And, and yeah. it's fun. The kids get really into it, too. So. Yeah, how about you? Yeah, guys? you know, I always kind of wished I was more into football just because it's everywhere and I feel like it's one of those cultural things that like it's it's kind of fun to get caught up in something exciting like that. Yeah. My problem was I never really connected with any one team. Right. Um I don't have a real university affiliation yeah. with any university that would be in any kind of game that matters. <laughs> right. Um and I kind of go I'll go to a few high school games because, you know, my one of my best friends yeah. coaches it and my kids go there. And so I'll go to a few of those and get into those like while I'm there, but I just don't follow it. So for yeah. me, it's like, it's fun to have it on in the background. Yeah. I like, I like party, like parties around football, yeah, but I'm not, how, that's kind of yeah. how I am with, with the added piece of, you know, Brian, if, if I didn't have my husband who really loves football, obviously it You'd would probably be forget even more about it. in the periphery. Hey, but can yeah. we talk about fall baseball? Because yes, uh, our Chicago Cubs and my family is, Die hard, die hard. Yes. Cubs. So that fall was never a thing for many years for the Cubs. Right. Cause it was last, over. Yeah. At this but point, the right? last few years. So, um, <laughs> like we will, I would say baseball's on every day and the Cubs are on and, and you know, the world series now doesn't finish till November. So that's like all of right. fall if you're a baseball yes. fan. So I don't know. I do kind of like the time of year when there's football and baseball. It is just At like, it kind of overtakes my house, but, um, it's kind of fun. Well, and for a long time, my son played ball uh, baseball okay so even when the cubs were still losing and i do follow the cubs i mean i'm not i'm not a diehard i'm kind of a fair weather friend you know what it is it's more like i never didn't like the cubs right i just didn't pay close attention until there was all this excitement because yeah. by the time i blinked the season was over and right. they had lost so I, I didn't have time to like get into it and then a few years ago when they started doing really well i started paying attention and then i even got one year um I got really superstitious because good friends. Well, I have several good friends who are like diehard, diehard yeah. fans. And so I had a lot of opportunities to watch. And I started realizing every time I watched a game, they won. And every time I didn't watch a game, they lost. So it was the final game of the World Series. Was it two years ago yeah. when they won? Yeah. And I don't remember what was happening. I was like, ah, I was at dinner or something. And, and I there couldn't was watch the crazy the rain delay. Yes. Well, when I was not watching the game, they were losing badly. Yep. And then I started to get all anxious. I was like, I got to watch this game. Like, we got to go. I have yeah. to go find a TV right <laughs> now. And then they had that crazy long rain delay and they went into like went yeah. into extra yeah. innings. And finally, like I stayed up in bed because it yeah. was by this it point. It was what, super like late because it was after nine our time. So it was after midnight. Yeah. For you. Yeah. So I'm like laying in bed with my phone, not even watching the game, just watching the score update. Oh, my God. Because I felt like I had to. You like, had to be there. I had to I, be there. I don't think you're alone. I mean, I really think that that the superstition like swept just because there was so much caught up in that. Yes. That was also like, I think, I don't know, five, six days before the presidential election. So it was a very, it was a oh, very man, that was a very intense time was of year, a, wasn't it? Fall 2016. Shout out. Jeez. Oof. Um, well, anyway, anyway, football, baseball. <laughs> Let's move Football, on. baseball. Politics. Yeah. Any anything else? Are there any other fall activities? Um. Well, I mean, pumpkin patching is definitely yeah. when if you have little kids is super fun. And like apple cider. Like, so I don't I'm totally and... left out of apple picking. There's nothing like that around here. Yeah, I think it sounds fun. Apple picking. We do maybe have when you visit. Patch. Maybe when you visit <gasps> me later this week, we Will can go apple picking. I would totally like take you apple picking. That's yes, one thing about that would be super fun. that's one thing about not growing up with weather is it it's you do become kind of a permanent child about weather that you haven't grown up with because when I went to college I was literally like a child about snow like the snow would come and I would go over to the window and just stare the fireflies I'd never had fireflies yep. so it is I would be like a child picking apples. all right we'll have to take that then. donuts I mean around here it's like donuts apples pumpkin patches hay rides 
popcorn yeah, mazes. See, when we try and do that stuff, it's totally just poser faker. Like they, right. there might be that. I would, our pumpkin patches are good. Pumpkins do actually grow here and there are working farms. We do have agriculture. So that piece of it, um, the pumpkin patches are fun. And that's such a fun activity when you have really little kids. I mean, I have pictures even just taking my babies to the pumpkin patch. We always went early because it got hot. But it, that is a very fun tradition. I, I still think so. Have you ever done a corn maze? Not like the real kind where you could potentially get lost. I've like taken my kids in somewhere. It's not scary. Have you? Like I've well, I'm not sure that you could actually get lost in the ones I've gone to, but I have had lots of frustration. And one of the <laughs> one of the most frustrating ones I remember is it like had little clues and I don't know, you had to like tally up. You had to like solve the clues to get out, but oh, there was also points involved. Like you had like a little um like a golf card almost. Oh my gosh. No, I've and never so we're going through like and we it was hot and we've been in this corn maze for a very long time and we finally found our way out but we had not completed the scorecard okay and i had owen with me and he was probably nine at the time and owen is one of those kids who if there is a challenge he oh, must yeah. see the challenge oh, yeah. through, that's read too yeah all the way to the end and he was so mad yeah that we left <laughs> and i just couldn't do it anymore yeah. i was like we've been in there for hours like i can't i can't go back in there <laughs> And I couldn't let him go, but he was too little to just go back in by himself. Yeah. So I was like, dude, we got to go. I'm so sorry, you know. But it, isn't it kind of funny? Like, who cares? Like, we weren't going to get a prize for yeah. it. No, that's so in totally my mind, it didn't matter. It is too, 100%. It's like a latching on and not being able to let go. If there's any kind of like competition or like game or achievement involved, it's yeah. like their eyes glaze over. And- yes, nothing else matters. <laughs> and if they don't solve it yeah. or whatever it see it all the way through yeah. um, it's fail it's a huge fail so okay well here's this is kind of related to all those things we just rattled off okay how much do you get into seasonal decorating and does it feel weird to decorate for a season that doesn't really happen mm-hmm. <laughs> where you are yeah <laughs> do you know what i mean yes so yes <laughs> it feels weird which is why i'm a very modest fall seasonal decorator I can't get behind you know big leafy wreaths that are all golden crimson like especially in the early fall it just feels fake and it just feels like incongruous with the weather um so it's funny the kids were begging to get down our fall and Halloween bins and I said I'm not going to put stuff up I don't like putting up Halloween decorations until October and that's still when we're recording this that's still a couple weeks away till October um, but there, there were, there are some general fall pieces in there, not a lot, but a few and the kids were begging to get down the bins. So we got down the bins and we kind of went through and separated out general fall from Halloween. And I will say I used to be, I used to really only want general fall stuff because then it can last you from like October 1st through Christmas decorations because it can go all the way through Thanksgiving, like pumpkins, gourds, little touches here and there. Um, but the last few years, the kids have really wanted like more spooky, scary Halloween decorations. So we've gotten a few cute things like just throughout. So I do decorate. Um, I don't have a lot. I pull down the bins. I might I might get a new candle or last year I got these really cute front door wreaths. I'll try and post a picture of them um, because they're like they're white pumpkins, but they don't really look like pumpkins till you get right up close. So from far away, it just looks like kind of an abstract front door wreath. And then when you get up close, you realize they're actually white pumpkins. So it's very subtle. It's very fall. It can go all the way through Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I like it, but I am subtle about it. And I try to put it off until the weather's a little bit cooler. Other, otherwise, just like Christmas decorations, you get sick of it before yeah. it's really time to enjoy it. Well, I'm, and I'm actually similar, even though we definitely have all of those things happening around here. Um, I will often put out little, little white and blue pumpkins that you can then gourds, you know, yes. the ones you can get in like a variety mm-hmm. of colors. I like to have those. Um, I'm not sure where I'll put them this year in the new house. I don't have the buffet that I used to have. I'll have to find a new place. But definitely I have a little cute little front porch I can put them on. Yeah. And then hope the squirrels don't eat them. They probably Mm -hmm. will. You just go buy more. No big deal. Um, I I always put out new candles Mm -hmm. and I swap out my tablecloth. Mm -hmm. I don't really have like hangings and things. I do decorate for Halloween, but I don't like to do that until pretty close to Halloween. Like 15 days before. I don't like I don't have my stuff up all month for Halloween. So. Um, and then I just kind of swap. I leave a lot of the stuff, like you said, the stuff you can leave out till after Thanksgiving. Yeah. I leave that out with the Halloween stuff. And then I even have some like Thanksgiving things I got one year that I forgot about. Mm-hmm. I think I got them. One of the kids brought home one of those uh, catalogs, uh-huh. you know, where like a fundraising like catalog. Fundraiser. Mm-hmm. And I forgot I had bought like these little turkey salt and pepper shakers, oh, which cute. I'll never 
I don't think I'll ever use them as salt and pepper shakers, but they're cute. Yeah. And some other stuff like that. And I forgot I had them and I found them when I moved in this box. So I think oh, this fun. year I'll swap out the Halloween stuff and put the um, Thanksgiving. I stuff will out. say that when your kids get to be about three, maybe even two and a half, um, seasonal decorating is really, really fun. And they get so excited. They don't understand yes. the meaning of all the holidays. They don't understand the passage of time. And they definitely don't remember last year. But maybe that's that's actually probably why it's so exciting is because they yes. don't remember the year before. I think until they're about five, four and a half or five, my kids finally like remember the year before. But it's it is really fun. I don't think I thought the same about seasonal decorating until my kids. My kids love it. And so it is really fun. Trader Joe's the other day had their very first pumpkins out, just the tiny ones, the ones that fit in the palm of your hand. And I just brought home yeah. three little white pumpkins and I wasn't ready to get the bins out yet. But I was like, well, there are, here we are. Like pumpkins are out and they just get so excited about every little Thing, and it's a really fun phase. So if you are a mom of like babies or young toddlers, it is it gets really fun, I think, to yeah. think about seasonal decorating. It doesn't have to be Pinteresty or complicated or perfect. It's just a way to like mark the seasons with your kids. Yep. And they just they love it so much. I think I, and that's what I was going to say. Like, I think it can be so simple yeah. and it can also be very repetitive year to year. I, I think actually kids love that. Oh, like, they love it. When Getting it's the out, same yes. stuff every year. And like they, and they even get kind of attached to where things go. Oh, yeah. Like I know, you know, Clara's going to kind of be in a little bit of a tizzy because we don't have the same surfaces to right. put things on as we did in the old house. And we're going to have to kind of figure something out together. So I'll have to kind of figure out how to make create that sort of um, I don't know, consistency or whatever from the way things were to the way things are now. and. And they, they also fun. will get attached to like your ugliest decoration. So you can yep. never throw them, throw them away. We have like this pumpkin guy that you push a button and he sings this. I love candy song. It's like the worst. toy. It's like a toy slash terrible battery operated thing. But every year they get so excited. We have like a little stuffed turkey that's hideous. Like they, it's just you can't throw that stuff away because they look forward to it every year. I have a similar Christmas when it's a snowman that sings and dances and yeah. I finally just let Clara take it to her bedroom. Yeah. This pumpkin definitely like he just gets <laughs> co-opted into yeah. the toys and then finally yes. like runs out of batteries, but I can't, can't get rid of him. We are welcoming back Vionic as a sponsor today. And Sarah, I will be honest. I was sorting through my warmer weather wardrobe the other day and it could seriously use a refresh, but you know, what's good to go. My shoes. I've got a great selection to choose from thanks to the Vionic Vitals collection. And lately, the pair I keep putting on again and again is the Uptown Loafer. I have two pairs, one in sand suede and the other in camel leather. But please don't make me pick a favorite. Oh, I won't. I'll let you keep both. That's so funny, Megan, because I was a little jealous of your Uptown Loafers. I was the last one on our team to get a pair, but I just did. I also got mine in the sand suede, and I think I've worn them like four times this week. They really finish off a cute spring outfit. The Vionic Vitals collection has the best essential styles for everyday wear to get you ready for spring. And no matter what shoes you choose, you'll be on the go in comfort because every single pair of Vionic shoes delivers their trademark Viomotion technology for a difference you can feel. Bionic sandals, sneakers, and flats all offer incredible support, stability, and cushioning, and every pair comes with a 30-day risk-free trial, so it's easy to try them out. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Sarah, our sponsor, Haya Health, makes a kid's daily multivitamin that parents can feel great about giving their kids because they have no added sugars or dyes. And our kids who have tried Haya vitamins have loved them, which is important, right? Because what good is a bottle of vitamins that your kid won't take? Haya was founded by two dads who didn't like the ingredients label on some of the popular children's vitamins they were seeing on store shelves. So they got to work developing a formula that would help fill the most common nutrient gaps in modern kids' diets. Haya's Chewable Kids Vitamin is made with a blend of 12 organic fruits and vegetables and then supercharged with 15 essential vitamins and minerals. They're also vegan, dairy-free, allergy-free, gelatin-free, and nut-free. Haya manufactures their vitamins right here in the USA with globally sourced ingredients, and then they ship their chewable vitamins directly to your door on a pediatrician-recommended schedule. We've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H.com slash MomHour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. 
All right. So jumping back in. Now, this one is more, this half is kind of food focused because okay. fall, I feel like food is a big part of fall. Yeah. Yeah. So, so just answer this question, Sarah. I guess you already mentioned Brian, his football food. Yeah. <laughs> Pinch on. Yes. But do you, generally speaking, eat and or cook differently in the fall than you do other times of the year? I would say um, it's a great time to get into more routines um, in terms of like meal planning a little bit more and getting more on top of my dinner making game. There's always that just like sigh of relief when we're back into school routines and I can look at the calendar and like know where we'll be each night. And we do have some after school activities. So it's it's not that we're not busy, but it's so much more predictable than summer with travel, you know, lack of travel and stuff. So I would say for me, there's a return to normalcy and a desire to meal plan and maybe even try new recipes. If I'm going to do that, I'm likely to do that in the fall. I don't really, again, coming back to the temperatures outside feeling like incongruous with what's in the magazines that you see, I'm not likely to do soups and stews and that kind of truly seasonal stuff until the weather gets a little colder. But by Halloween, for sure, chilly and you know, all that kind of stuff. It just takes a little longer for us. But I definitely think right at the beginning of fall in September, I definitely, my mindset shifts about food and eating. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually similar. Like the, the biggest difference is that my routines are just different now. And I'm, I'm really firmly in the place now where most school nights I am cooking a real meal and it's very planned. And like in the summer, that doesn't really happen. Yeah. So it's like kind of all over the place in the summer and in the summer we eat out a lot because we like to be like out on patios and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I end up spending a lot more money probably on restaurant food in the summer than I do in the, in the fall as well. Um, you know, it's end of September and I am just now looking, this is the weirdness about September. A week ago, I was still cooking the same kind of food that I would have eaten all summer. Mm-hmm. And now I'm suddenly like looking at roasts and stuff. And, it and really, where do you look? Like, I'm just curious, like where, cause it's, do you look, do you pick up magazines? Do you just browse online? Oh, I just make the same stuff that I've always made. I mean, I, I guess, yes. Like I'll think usually what'll happen is I'll look, um, I'll look at the, you know, I use shipped a lot now. Okay. So like, I'll look and see what's on sale. And if it's something like a chuck roast, I already kind of know what I'm going to do with that. So I'm not really like, I'm not really looking to get inspired from like a recipe okay. source. Got it. It's more like I see what's available and then I might, not even need to look at it. I don't need to look at a recipe for a lot of stuff like that anymore. But um, if I want to do something a little more unique, then mm-hmm. I would probably look at all recipes or, but you know, that said fall is also a time I love to buy magazines. I yes. love buying magazines in the fall. And I have, I have frequently ended up cooking something that I saw in a magazine. Um, I'm really bad at following recipes and I find it helpful to have a hard copy of it. Mm-hmm. And especially when a magazine page, you can rip out and get yeah. all yucky. I like and that. And usually as the opposed, pictures are big, which is also yes, inspiring. As opposed to having a, one thing I really, I get really irritated with a lot of food sites is that you have to scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll to get to the recipe. Yeah. And then often the recipe is like in slides. And so if you miss something, you have to back right. up. You got to have I a printer. That. You're not a big printer person. Are you? I, I know I love printing. I will okay. print recipes, but some, some websites don't make that easy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I do like getting stuff out of magazines and I feel like those are probably tested pretty well. Like I bet Bettingham's and Gardens or Martha Stewart's probably not putting a recipe in their magazine that hasn't been. Yeah. And there's something just feels like a fresh start to just try something new from a magazine. I agree. Um, We have a butternut squash soup with bacon and apples and sage that we make Mm. every single year that I just thought of because Allegra just asked if we could make it. And I was like, let's wait till October. Um, But I can link that up. Um, oh, I love squash soup. I love it. Love it. Love I know. It. And this is so, so good. It's like, is it, it like a puree? It is a puree. So I was going to say, it's like the best baby food you've ever tasted mm-hmm. because it does have like that, but it's so, cause there's bacon and apples and sage in it, but it's a puree. It's so good. Um, so maybe if we think about it between now and when the show notes go up, we'll link up a few of our favorite fall recipes. Yeah. That sounds good. I have a, that stew recipe that now is not even really a recipe anymore. It's just like something I've kind of yeah, it's your beef stew, right? It's my beef stew. But I I wonder if there's a version of it on our blog on The Happiest Home. Maybe. I bet there is. So that would be a good one to put, too. And yeah. we make a lot of pot roasts. And I do a lot of pork tenderloins and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So, <sighs> okay. So on the topic of food, mm-hmm. how does California seasonal produce change? Like, is the produce right now or in a month or a month after that significantly different than other times of year? Yeah. 
It is. Um, it is because berries are so big in the summer here. Well, and yeah. everywhere, but strawberries in particular are California thing. And so we try to, we actually love to eat strawberries year round, but in the summer, they're so good. They're cheap as dirt. You can get them everywhere. The organic ones are really affordable. They're delicious. And then that starts to change about now. Um, and in the summer, apples are really hard. The apples are not good in the summer. My kids, no, they're terrible apples are too. a good, um, they'll eat them in their lunch. They don't care if they get a little brown. Like it's a good, it's a, what am I trying to say? Like it, it hold the apples hold up well for snacks and stuff. And you just can't get good ones. And so a big like hallmark of fall is the Honeycrisp apples coming yep. out and the organic When ones. does that happen for you? It's It hasn't really happened. So I'm going to say yeah, like later, late September, early October, yep. but soon. Um, and the apples just start to taste better. I just bought pears. Um, and mm-hmm. we're, when I, I know you asked about seasonal produce and I admit I don't know where these pears came from. So I can't say they are California seasonal, but they were available in my local store, which means, you know, they were good somewhere and they are red pears. And when I bought them, they were just a little too firm. And sometimes like you buy the firm pears and they never get to like that sweet ripeness. It's like they never ripen correctly. And I'm sure someone out there knows what I'm t- like, yeah. why? Um, but these I, I was like, I took a chance. And like two days later, they were so good. Like the kids were like they were like candy. And so I do love pe- I love pears myself. So apples and pears for sure. Berries go away a little bit. Um, the veggies, I, I feel like this part of California is such an agricultural, like everything can grow. So I don't notice quite as much of like the root vegetables and probably the traditional fall things, except that culturally it's all around us, right? That's what the magazines right. are saying you should cook. And that's what the recipes. So, I mean, yes, but if I went to the farmer's market, I would still find a lot of probably everything. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Did that answer your question? Yeah, it does. And and here it's like right now, and to answer your question about that not ripening, I don't know. I'm not an agricultural expert, it turns out. Um, but I think I know, right? I think it has something to do with the the point at which it was picked. Yeah, I think so. And if right. the weather isn't the right weather and it gets picked at the wrong time, it just never ripens right. properly. Right. Um, but here, like tree fruit is big right now. So pears and apples are become are getting there, right? And right. everything else is kind of done. <laughs> right. Like peaches know, and plums and nectarines oh, those are kind of on done. their way out. We still those have, have them have in the stores, but I'm not um, buying them anymore. Yeah. What else? Oh, like, you know, kale will be around forever. I think kale is a, considered a winter vegetable. Right. And grows quite long. Um, but this is like the time of, I think, our, our farmer's market, if it's not done... It's going to be done. Mm-hmm. And mostly what you're going to find when you go there are gourds and squash yeah. squash and stuff like that. So it's it's just it's changing. Yeah. Um, but I like that. I, that's one of the things I like about living in a four season state. You know, one of the seasons I get sick of winter. Yeah. But like it is kind of cool. to You could really mark the passage of time very clearly by watching what's available and what's not. So it's kind of. Kind yeah. Of- and I, I actually really like to go to our farmer's markets, which are year round. <laughs> I like to go in the fall because they are the one that we go to is very hot. It's in a parking lot. And it's so whatever the regular temperature is, it feels 15 degrees hotter at this farmer's market because it's just you're just out in the sun. So even though summer produce is great, I hate to go in the summer. I love to go in the fall. And it does, you know, our change is much more subtle than yours, but things do shift. And it is really fun to start to think about, you know, seasonal stuff. Now, um, we talked a little bit about Halloween before. Do you have any fun Halloween stuff that you do every year? So, yeah, a couple things. And um, I'm going to, yeah, a couple things. But first, one was when my babies were little, because this is for our new mom listeners. So when my babies were little, I had a group of mom friends and we realized that it was not going to be fun going trick-or-treating with like infants and one-year-olds because they went to bed at seven and they didn't care and they couldn't eat candy. So we started having an annual Halloween breakfast with our with everybody, the dads and the moms and the babies and the toddlers. And we did it for several years and we would do it at a park and it would be a potluck breakfast. And it was the only really costumed event that our kids had because they were too little for preschool parades and, you know, trunk or treats and all those things. Like in a few short years, you have kids old enough and then you start doing all of that stuff. But these were little babies and stuff. And it was so much fun because we would take so many pictures of them in their little costumes. So if you're a brand new mom, I totally recommend organizing something that you can do Halloween on your own terms because it's so fun to dress up your baby and take pictures, but not yeah. all the Halloween events are super baby, baby friendly because they're, yeah. they're at night or their toddlers get scared or whatever. It's yep. nap time. So that was one little tradition. I think I've talked about it before, but 
Um, now the neighborhood where we live is really fun and family friendly. And, um, there is usually a potluck of some kind on the street before trick or treating. And so it comes together kind of last minute, but everybody brings something and the adults might bring their own beverage of some kind. And you Mm -hmm. just like watch the kids run around and it's really short because the kids are so excited to go trick or treating, but the, the weather's great. I mean, by Halloween evening, it's like light sweater weather, like even if it's been hot. And so the kids are so excited and and it's all over in like an hour because then everybody disperses to go do their own trick or treating. But yeah, yeah. And that has all both of those traditions have been really, really fun throughout the year. So, yeah, I think, you know, I'm thinking back to when I had babies. First of all, there's no shame in dressing your baby up, even if you don't go anywhere and you just want to. That's take true. Pictures. That's true. You don't have to <laughs> put go, them on the Internet. You don't have to go a darn place. <laughs> But I think, you know, around here, trick-or-treating starts at like 530. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know what it's like there, but I, I seem to remember, you know, dressing up the baby and then carrying them like just around the block. Yeah. Just so the neighbors could go. ooh and yeah. Ah. yeah. And we did something very similar where we had a group of families and it, it's changed over the years just based on what people have going on. And now that my kids are getting older, they want to hang with their friends. And so that's kind of changing things, too. But we had several families who every year before. Um, before trick-or-treating commenced, we would get together and the kids would run around and the parents would have a beverage and, and then we would take, and then we would do trick-or-treating. And sometimes depending on how long the kids went, because if they only go till six 30, especially if it's a Friday, yeah, then we would go back to someone's house and the and kids gather. would yeah. and gather and the kids would all dump their candy out and the adults would hang out. So, you know, that's something that's really changed a lot for me from year to year to year. It's mm-hmm. not something that stayed the same. Well, I, I remember last year, um, Brian and I had like this identical feeling where like our, you know, Allegra was nine and a half last year. Mm-hmm. And we just had this feeling like this could be our last Halloween where nobody wants to go with their friend. Nobody wants to yeah. go separately and everybody's old enough to truly enjoy it. We're not. Yep. We're not holding hands on the way up to the doorbell. We're not yep. like I mean, we still like Violet was four and a half. She wasn't like roaming the neighborhood by herself, but much less supervision than prior years and we were like this could be the sweet spot like this is kind of you are in the golden yes you're in the gravy years but like it won't last long it really changes i I bet you in a year or two allegra for sure is going to want to be with her friends yeah and they just you know and then with when you have a youngest they're going to want to trick-or-treat the traditional way for many more years and then the oldest peel off and that's the way it's meant to be and we found creative ways to kind of get around that with the trick-or-treating thing like having um some of the kids um like go off with their friends for part of it uh-huh. and then come back, you know? So it's yeah. not like it, it. I don't think it has to be all or nothing right. or either or, but right. yeah, it does start to change. Yeah. Um, best, best Halloween candy, worst Halloween candy. So I'm kind of a traditional girl. I love plain M&Ms. So those mini packets of plain M&Ms, mm-hmm. um, I would swipe all of those. Uh, anything yep. made by Reese's, I'm going to probably go for. I mean, a lot of it is the worst for me. I don't like there's a lot of that Halloween candy that I can totally pass up because I just I don't like that type of candy. Really? Yeah. So, so any kind of like airheads for me or like anything waxy or like, yeah, all that stuff. Blech. Yeah. Agreed. So what's candy your best? Corn, boo. Um, you know, what's interesting about Halloween is that I will eat candy at Halloween that it would never even occur to me to eat the rest of the year. Like I'm not a I'm not a big sweets person. I don't go to the you know like the gas station and pick up a Kit Kat. But yeah. if there's a kit like a trial sized Kit Kat or you know I'm talking about yeah. the little oh, guys. Yeah. I will eat that. I will eat it so hard. I will eat um <laughs> Kit Kat. I love the uh, plain M&Ms as well and Milky Way. I love a good Milky Way. Uh, Milky Way I was big into when I was younger but not so much anymore. I don't it's kind of boring to me. I really like um the Nestle Crunch too. Oh, okay. And they're a perfect size. The Halloween size is so perfect. They are. Just pop it in your mouth. I also like nerds and that goes against my usual, like not loving like uh, fruity candies, but I really like something about nerds just reminds me of being a kid. So I really like nerds, but I would never in a million years, but eat nerds anytime besides Halloween. Yeah, I can see that. Um, Can we talk about candy corn for a second? Because it's always a very divisive topic. It is. Are you like for, for sure hate it? Like won't touch it? I for sure hate it and I won't touch it. I think and I felt that way as a kid too. And I think you're in good company and people either tend to either love it or hate it. I am kind of in the middle. Like I will eat a handful of candy corn and kind of enjoy it. But there's then there's like that point where it gets disgusting and I could just as easily take a pass. So I the texture, I the taste. And what's even worse is the little candy corn pumpkins are like the same flavor yeah, as candy like corn, but they're much. pumpkins. Yeah. 
Yes, it's like putting it's just like putting a bunch of wax in your mouth. Well, yeah. I, and also if they're stale, it's a no go. So I yeah. can handle like a handful of really fresh candy corn, especially if I haven't had like too much of it or too much yeah. of anything else. It's yeah. Um, but the kids love it. I don't know why. I don't know why. It's yeah. so weird. And there's so many like old school candy like throwback candies like yeah. um, like the uh, the orange and black wrapped. Those are Mary Jane's. And I can't believe they're still around. Right. Like. These cannot appeal to modern children. I don't understand, but and but this is going to sound so snobby. But I mean, over the last ten years, I've developed a taste for like halfway decent chocolate, dark chocolate, yeah. and high quality. And I, I'm not like you're not a sweets person. I would say I I do like sweets, but it's not a like a big driver for me. Like I'm not a sweets craver. But if right. I'm going to eat something, it's probably going to be pretty high quality. And so I feel yeah. like Halloween candy just kind of tastes doesn't do that. Yeah, it, it just well, tastes like too much sugar and fake yeah. artificial everything. And I and I while I will say I'm not a big sweets person, I love like a square or two of good chocolate yeah. or, you know, something like that. But just it's not like it would never occur to me to go buy a king size candy bar anymore and eat the whole thing. No. I just I mean, plain that. M&Ms are the <laughs> exception. I definitely can take down some plain M&Ms. Have you ever mixed plain M&Ms and popcorn? Uh, no, it feels it is that feels so upsetting to me to good. think about, but it I, feels upsetting to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. How did it upset you? Like, it's just it's combining two things I like, but not in a good way. You should try it sometime. All right. Keep an open mind. I, mean, I like one salty time. sweet. I'm a big fan of salty so sweet good. combinations, but I just feel like it's I'd pick so the good. M&Ms up and just eat them. Nope. just eat. Just have like have like four or five popped kernels with like three M&Ms. Try it once. Okay. And then come back and tell me what you think. All right. And it has to be good salty popcorn. It can't yeah. be like lame air popped, no salt stuff. Like, yeah. No, no, It no. has to have that salty butteriness and then the M&Ms. Yeah. I want to know if, I want to know if listeners agree with me or, or if they're I mean, also upset. <laughs> <laughs> upset was maybe a strong word. I think I just like plain M&Ms so much in their plainness. That yeah. I feel like. No, I get you. I love them too. And I like to eat three at a time. Yes. And I like to suck all this, the outside off of them and okay. then smush. I do not suck the, the outside off, M&Ms but I crunch them sideways in my teeth. <laughs> and I also, yeah. Wow, we you crunch really... them. Si- so do you put them, do you leave them in your mouth at all to get that melt going no. before you crunch Mm-mm. them or you just crunch them hard? Ooh. I crunch them and then just enjoy them. <laughs> do you ever eat peanut M&Ms? No, I hate peanut M&Ms. They're like an abomination. Because that reminds me of the way I like to eat a peanut M&M. Abomination. Wow, you really have strong opinions. I like to <laughs> hold a peanut M&M in my, in my hand and bite it in half and then the peanuts like sticking out the yep, other half. I know exactly what you mean. So I get like one little bite that doesn't have any peanut. And then the next bite has lots of peanut. Yeah. I just, and I just go back and forth. I love peanut butter M&Ms. Now that is the only newfangled M&M that I can get behind. And they're so good. They're so much better than Reese's Pieces. I mean, I love Reese's Pieces, but they're, they're like the M&M version of Reese's and it's everything. So I do want to know. Yeah. So what's funny is that I also love peanut m M&M, or peanut butter M&Ms. And I was thinking about that the other day. And to me, it felt like a new thing. And then I realized I think they've been out since we were in high school. Right. But that's still kind of new because M&Ms have been out for like a million years. Right? I guess. <laughs> I don't think we can call it newfangled anymore. OK, well, I my only M&M loves are plain and peanut butter. I don't do okay. the others and I cannot have peanut butter M&Ms in my house. I would I would eat you myself would just sick. eat them all day. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to throw in here that I think dark chocolate M&Ms are gross. I haven't even tried them because I they're would gross. not. And it's there's... not good dark chocolate. No. So if no. I'm going to eat cheap chocolate, I want it to be cheap, crappy milk chocolate. Stick not to what you know, M&Ms. <laughs> exactly. Stick to the plan. Um, okay. So I have one more question. This one is goofy. Yes. But very fall-like. How do you feel about pumpkin spice latte? Well, for our new listeners, should we catch them up if they weren't yes. around five years ago? Yes. I think it, yes. it was five or six. So I, in my blogging days, I wrote a blog post. It was not about hating pumpkin spice lattes, although it quickly went viral and became assumed yes, to be. Yes, Sarah, you went legit viral. Legit viral with a post about it was more about how people in the fall weather places kind of flaunt fall. Like they just post pictures of like their scarves and their plaid and their pumpkins. And when you live in Arizona, how angry that makes you. So it was more about and it was a satire. It's funny. Um, and I can link it up. But. It was called an open letter to my friends who can't stop talking about pumpkin spice lattes, I think. Um, And so, first of all, there's so many things about this post that are now so dated, like hashtags. There's a part of the post where I talk about hashtag PSL. Hashtags were like barely a thing. So it was like people using the hashtag PSL was so like eye rolly to me. It was just so like fall flaunting, whereas like now that wouldn't even 
be a thing. You wouldn't even so notice, anyway, yeah. Um, I became known as the person who hated pumpkin spice lattes, which is yep. not necessarily true. And but, fun. The and, person who hates yeah, fun. And fun. And, and fall. <laughs> and fall and yeah. other people. But and it did. Else. It got me some great um, <laughs> visibility on the internet. It also, like, made me some internet friends, I think. People came out of the woodwork that now I'm still connected to, and it was because of that post. Like, like a bunch of Florida people, because they also feel very angry about. Yeah. Not, anyway. Um, how I actually feel about an actual pumpkin spice latte is I don't like them. Um, I don't like my coffee sweet. It's a very syrupy taste to me. Um, if you are go- actually going to Starbucks, you can have them put like instead of four pumps of the pumpkin spice flavoring, you can have them put like one and maybe once in the whole fall winter season. I would do that for that cinnamony kind of just it smells good coming out of your cup. The idea of it seems nice. But if I'm going to have a coffee shop coffee, in the fall, it's just going to be like a cappuccino or a cup of coffee. I'm kind of, I, I just don't really, I could take or leave them, but I don't hate them in the way that people you don't, you I don't do. have a, a vendetta. I don't in the way that your reputation seems to yeah. imply. Um, okay. Well, I, I do not like pumpkin spice lattes. I don't like lattes. Right. You I'm don't not a coffee, coffee drinker to yeah. begin with. I don't want, I don't like this idea of taking something that is for one thing and putting it in something else. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like pumpkin, pumpkin spice, spice is, is great. Pie. Yeah. Pumpkin spice is for pie or maybe pumpkin bread or pumpkin muffins, right? Right. There's really no reason that has to go into a latte as far as I'm concerned. Now, I don't, you know, I don't rule the world, so right. you guys can all do what you want. But if I was going to have like a a fall drink, it would be hot apple cider mm-hmm. with a cinnamon stick mm-hmm. or maybe hot chocolate mm-hmm. or just be straight up tea the way I drink tea all the time anyway, which is just with a little bit of cream and sugar. No, I do feel like there's... I don't even like chai. So, yeah, I don't really like chai either. We're kind of we're kind of curmudgeon-y about I this. I know we are. Jeez. Also, I have zero judgment about people who love pumpkin spice lattes. Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not. It's like, oh, so basic post. or whatever. I don't care, yeah, but don't it's care just either. I just don't like it. And it, I just think it's funny how how fanatical people get about it. And now there's such like a hater backlash, too, that now it's like you have to pick a side. I right. don't know. <laughs> I feel like now it's become a caricature of ex- of itself, honestly. And like the candles, everything is now meant to smell that way. And I think that takes yes. some of the magic away of an actual fall smell of cinnamon and right. cloves and, you know, pumpkin spice and baking pumpkin pie. And like now it's just it just wafts up the street vents everywhere you go from yeah you can't get away from it no it's Um, forced down your throat or nose holes that's really funny um and (laughs) when you mention pumpkin muffins and pumpkin bread now a good pumpkin muffin or a good pumpkin bread is delicious trader joe's has a yummy mix but that i am all over that with my plain boring cappuccino that sounds delightful on a and i also really like pumpkin seeds i like pumpkin seeds too i roast my own at Mm -hmm. halloween and they're good they kind of yeah. get stuck in your teeth after a while, but I do like them. They do, but they t- they have a really unique taste, but I will only eat them once. I eat them on Halloween. Yeah. After we've carved the pumpkin, I roast up the seeds. That's it. I, I don't eat them again for a year. So it's one of those very yes. specific things that's yes. Yes. Yeah, got a good memory associated with it. And then it's over. I'm gonna you don't have to think that. about it again. So I love it. Well, yeah. So I guess we've been talking about fall for a long time. I love it, though. Um, so let's send people to the show notes at themomhour.com. This episode will just be right on top as you look for it soon um, or just look for the more than mom episode about fall because I think it would be fun to link up uh, a couple of fun fall recipes and yep. I'm sure we have some blog posts and there's definitely a couple other episodes of this very podcast that are fall focused so you guys can fall to your heart's content. Oh and one more I got to give a shout out to the Girl Next Door podcast our friends Kelsey and Erica because they do like a serious fall extravaganza episode every year because they are fall fanatics and they live in Arizona. So I always find it really oh, that's funny. So fun. And they, I mean, they poke fun at themselves. Like they know right. they're being super just over the top fall. So if that's a new podcast for you or you haven't heard one of their fall extravaganzas, they do it every year. So go subscribe to their show and look for it. Cause it's, it's delightful every year. They do um, smell tests of fall candles that they make each oh, other that's awesome. um, come up with names for the fall candles. So it's really silly and delightful. Sounds like fun. Okay, guys, we'll be back with you on this coming Tuesday. We're going to have a listener questions episode, which is going to be really fun. So we'll talk to you then. See you then. The Mom Hour is supported by partners like Erica. Erica is the social media health app for teens that gives them the tools to unplug when they need to for improved health, study focus, sleep, and daily balance. 
Erica was built by a dad of three boys who saw that teens themselves were really becoming self-aware to the risks of social media, and he wanted to help them self-regulate. Erica works to hide distracting apps from your phone at the touch of a button, keeping them out of sight and out of mind without deleting your data. Tell your teens about Erica and save 20% on the Erica family plan with promo code THEMOMHOUR. Go to erica.app and search for plans. That's Erica with a K, E-R-I-K-A dot A-P-P and use code THEMOMHOUR to save 20%. The Mom Hour is brought to you by partners like Chatbooks. Chatbooks makes it beyond easy to create beautiful photo books by importing your digital photos from anywhere, Instagram, Facebook, Google Photos, or directly from your phone. The books come in a variety of sizes with beautiful cover options and binding styles to choose from, and they start at just $15. Plus, we have a great deal just for our listeners. Use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20% off your purchase. Just download the Chatbooks app and use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20%. 